happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. The story of David and Goliath is a simple story with great truths. These truths, if learned and embraced, can change your life for the good forever. Come join us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries as Kim continues her journey from our previous podcast, number 158, Pleasing God and Not Others. Kim will continue to take a look at what can be learned from little David in 1 Samuel 17. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. And what a great pleasure it is to just continue to play in the scriptures and to continue to look at little David in the context as he's fighting the giant in his life. And I know that each of us face giants in our lives. And if we would just take the attitude and the stance that little David took when he said, I'm not taking what the world would give me. It doesn't fit me. I haven't proven it. So he wouldn't take this armor that the world had for him because it didn't fit him and it was too big and it wasn't going to work and it was going to be cumbersome and no doubt trip him up and cause him to be defeated. But instead, he said, the battle's not mine, it belongs to the Lord. And he let the Lord equip him and he followed the instructions of the Lord. And we all know that David was victorious and he killed the giant and Goliath just fell at his feet. And there's something to be said for that in our own lives. If we would just look at our lives and realize that God is the master architect of who we are. He's the creator of all things. And he has a plan for us to prosper us and to give us a hope and an expected end, we're told in Jeremiah 29, 11. And as a result of that, he has orchestrated steps that he would have us to take. And when we follow those steps, when we follow his instructions, when we follow his commands, then we have the life that he promised of abundant joy. But so often we take the reins of our lives from his hands and we start to make our own plans and we start making our own decisions and we don't consult Jesus and we go about doing our own things. And when we do that, we've stepped away from the master architect's plan for our lives. And it doesn't take much to understand that when you deviate from the master plans, then you're going to have a result that is different than what the plan for your life was. And in every case, when we step away from Jesus, the end result is far less far more detrimental, and certainly has a greater negative impact on us than if we would simply follow the Lord and his commands. Let's pray. Our kind and most gracious to Heavenly Father, Lord, I would just ask that you would 
use these lips of clay and that you would fill them with your anointing, that you would allow me to speak your words and that your words would penetrate the hearts of those that listen, that lives would come to know you better, that changes would be made in the way we live our lives, that it would be more pleasing to you and be more closely reflection of the things that you would have us to do. Lord, be in this message. Speak to us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. We're coming out of, again, out of 1 Samuel chapter 17, beginning in verse 39, and I would like to read a passage of scripture for you. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he assayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off of him. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. I want you to just, on first glance, look at what David is telling us in this passage of Scripture. David is telling us to follow the Lord's commands. He is following him with great confidence, which gives him authority over the obstacles that are in his life. And so often we take a defeat because we throw up the white flag to the devil when in no point we should be defeated by him because the Bible tells us that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And so as children of God, we need to begin to stand in the authority that God has given us. The Lord will give us all that we need. He will give us what we need to get through the things that is coming our way in each and every day. But we can choose to receive his grace. We can choose to receive his blessings. We can choose to live in a manner that he can fill us to overflowing and that we can walk so closely to him that the devil can't get anywhere near or around us, or we can choose to ignore him. The choice is yours. And what we're going to look at over the next few minutes is how David chose to do what God would have him to do. And we're going to learn several truths from this passage of scripture, that if we apply to our lives, we are going to live an abundant life that God has called us to live. We're going to have abundant joy. We're going to have peace that passes understanding. We're going to have a thrill for life and a zeal for Jesus. And those things will go hand in hand as we are living the life that he has orchestrated for us to live. First of all, David was eager, willing, and ready for action. When you read the account in, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, which I encourage you to do so if you have not, you'll see that he was doing everything he could to be used of God. When God called David to pick up the rocks in a slingshot and to fight the mighty giant, David said, Here am I. He was ready, he was eager. And he was willing. 
See, sometimes we have lots of trouble in our lives and we face a lot of heartache and some turmoil. And when we do that, it kind of gets us to be kind of downtrodden. It'll cause us to live defeated lives. And it steals our joy. And it robs our victory. But David shows us that when he faced difficulties, he talked about facing the bear. He talked about defeating it. We know the many, many difficulties that David faces later on in his life. But he faces them all with the same attitude. He is eager to be in the presence of God. He's eager to be doing what God would have him to do. And he was always ready. He was always on the move. He was always going to spring into action. And he kept himself in such a way that he was ready. Ready. And we know that 1 John 4, 4 tells us that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we know that Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says to us, Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And those two verses alone should help us be able to stay in a mindset that's ready to serve the Lord. First of all, there's going to be nothing that comes our way that God has put in our path when we are walking the path that God has instructed us to walk that is going to be capable of defeating us. Because God is going to go before us. He's going to surround us. He's going to protect us. And he knows the way because he is the way. And we are following him. And the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us to protect us and to comfort us and to teach us and to guide us. And when we come to him, those heartaches and those troubles and those bumps in our our lives that cause us to stumble, we can lay at his feet and he will take them and make them light. So David is always on the ready mentally and spiritually. And the question I have for you is where do you stay on a day-to-day basis with regards to your spiritual condition? If God tells you right now to get up and move and do something for him, are you ready? Or is the progress going to be delayed 10, 15, 20 minutes, a day, two days, a month, while you try to get your act together? See, we don't have to be a certain way, but we do have to be in God's way. We have to be in God's will with our lives. Sin can't have a home in our lives. Our heart cannot harbor sin and be ready to move on the instant to do what God would have us to do. But David, in this instance, had prepared himself And he was ready when God called. And you say, well, Kim, what does that even mean? That means you need to be living prayed up. And by that I mean you are confessing your sins. You are spending time. The Bible says that we are to pray without ceasing in 1 Thessalonians. We are to live a life that is in constant communication with the King of kings and Lord of lords. And my friend, that is a privilege that is not a chore. You have the opportunity to live your entire life in the presence of God. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, I promise you, you're going to be ready when God calls you into action. Secondly, we see that David was a responsible individual. 
It's very simple to understand why that would be important. Because David could be trusted with the actions that God was going to have him to do because God had already entrusted in David to do things for him. And on the little things, David had completed them. And he was doing his work and making sure his sheep were fed and taking care of his chores around the house so you could see that he wasn't reckless and he wasn't chasing after every woman folly. He was living a responsible life even as a young child. He made sure his duties and responsibilities were taken care of before he went off to meet his brothers and before he went to the battleground. And there's something to be learned about that. And that is, we need to make sure we have been a responsible person with the word of God, with our relationship with God. We know that God does not call us where he doesn't lead us. And he's not going to send us where he doesn't provide. We find this from Philippians 4, 13, 19, and we see that in Jeremiah 29, 11. So you need to make sure that you have discussed your plans with the Lord and that you are acting under his command when you set off to do the work of the Lord. See, some of us get so busy doing the work of the Lord, we forget the Lord of the work. Jesus is the one in control. You don't get to pick and choose what you do for the Lord like some buffet in a restaurant. No, you come and you submit yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up in due time. He has given you a specific skill set, and he has a specific plan for your life. And if you are following after him and living under his instruction and his direction, then when the time comes that is met up with your skill set and his plan for your life, he's going to call on that skill set. But some of us haven't been working on the skill set God has given us. We know some skills that we have. We know some talents that we have. We know some abilities that we have. But we're either using them for the devil or we're squandering them. This is not how David was. David was responsible with what God had given him. And when God called on him, it was willing and ready to be able to use it. You've got to be responsible with the gifts and the talents that God has given you. If you are a child of God of any time at all, you should have some growth in the scriptures. You should know the characteristics of God. You should understand what the Bible tells you that you need to do with your life. You should see the promises of God. You should understand from Genesis to Revelations, it's the greatest love letter ever written, and it gives you a plan for your life, and you want to spend time and study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When we know what God wants of us, when we know what God expects from us, when we understand what God will do for us, then we are prepared to follow wherever he sends us. But we have to wait on the Lord. We can't get ourselves ahead of God. He said, come follow me, not come lead me. And so if you're wondering what your purpose is, if you're wondering what it is God wants you to do, now is the time for you to go in prayer and acknowledge him and allow him to direct your path. He says he'll do that in Proverbs 3, 6. 
The third truth that we learn from this passage of scripture of David is that you can't always believe what people tell you. His brothers, they were giving him bad information. They accused him of being there for all the wrong reasons. They believed that David was there to seek glory for himself, just to see what was going on, just being a little bit nosy. And people kept overlooking David, and they kept telling David what he couldn't do and that he wasn't the one for the job. And they kept explaining to him why he couldn't do it. You may have some negative people in your life. Listen, they don't have to understand your assignment. It isn't theirs. They don't have to get what you're doing because you're not doing it for them. You're doing it out of obedience to an almighty God. This purpose of your life, this direction that you are walking, you need to please God and God only. And those around you who know who God is and those around you who love him and those around you who have a relationship with him, they will support you and understand. But it's okay even if they don't get it. There have been things God has called me to do and the closest people to me in the world have never understood why I had to do it. And I didn't even understand. But I knew one thing for sure. When God calls... He's not going to get a busy signal from me. And he's not going to be put to voicemail. No, I'm going to answer him. And I'm going to try to live my life in the ready position. So that when he calls, I can be on the move and follow him. We look in the scriptures where he says, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. Which is Psalms 121.1. And then he says in John 10, 4, And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. John 10, 27 and 28. The command to go is from God. And he's the only one you need to answer. And he's the only one you need to please. And I promise you, if you follow him, you will please him. Fourthly, what we see from this scripture is that you can't focus on what you can't do. If David had focused on the fact that he was a little boy, far less strong than the big men who were cowered and and kind of cowering away from the giant, who were trying to figure out what to do because they couldn't fight him. If you're figuring out that you can only do what you were old enough to do or what you're young enough to do, if you're putting all these different qualifications on what you'll do for the Lord because you've determined that you can't do something or you have some sort of deficiency in your skill set or in your abilities... You're going to be paralyzed and do absolutely nothing. See, in this particular passage, everyone was looking at what David couldn't do or didn't have. And all those around were explaining all these reasons why he couldn't do the job. They complained about his youth, his lack of experience, his lack of knowledge, his lack of strength. He wasn't built right for the job. They even tried to use his active nature against him because they falsely accused him of his motives, like I spoke about before. 
but nothing stopped David. Do you know why nothing stopped David? Because he knew the Lord was with him, and he knew what he was supposed to do. Is that the kind of relationship you have with God? He wants you to have that. In Jeremiah 33, 3, he says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. See, David looked at what he could do, and it was all wrapped up in who he put his faith in. David said, the battle isn't mine. It belongs to the Lord. That's what David said. My friend, are you trying to do things in your own strength? Are you trying to figure your own life out? That's not how it works. As a child of God, you've been bought with a price. And when you submit your life to God and give him full control, he is going to take you on a ride in this world like you can't even imagine. When you buckle up with the Holy Spirit and get your marching orders every day and you surrender your will and your life and your heart to a mighty God who cannot fail, you will not believe the amazing things that you accomplish through the strength of the Holy Spirit. You won't imagine the blessings that God has for you when you are sitting under the spout where the glory comes out, when you are on Glory Avenue, when his grace is comforting you, when his grace is covering you, when you are clothed in his righteousness, covered by his grace, showered with his blessings, and walking in his mercy. When that describes your life, you won't care about what somebody says you can't do. Because you're not doing anything anyway. You're just moving in the spirit of God, accomplishing what God is going to do through you. That's what God is asking you. He says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4 is a great journey to take. Read it. Let it encourage you. Embrace it and live it. And finally, the last truth that we need to stand in is in 1 Samuel chapter 12, 24. And he says, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things he hath done for you. John chapter 14 and verse 6 says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Walking in his ways is following the truth. And Jesus is the truth. By following the truth, you cannot fail. Yeah, little Davis shows us many things. And these are just a few of them. But rest assuredly, if you focus on the things you cannot do, you will never get anything done. But by focusing on what you cannot do is a clear indication that you are operating out of your own strength. But when you focus on the things that God can do through you, you're going to live in an attitude that says, we serve a God that can. And therefore, we can. 
when God is in it. Choose today to walk in his ways. Remember, he loves you. You are loved. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Happy girl.